What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Success Strategies podcast. My name is Michael Tucker, and I am your host. Today, we have a very special guest on our platform, Ben Lovro. How's it going, Ben? Doing amazing, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. This conversation we are about to have today is going to be so fire. I've been wanting to have Ben on for a while. I've been following him on Instagram, and this dude is killing it in the real estate space. And today, we're going to be talking about how Ben went from prison to real estate mogul. This guy is crushing it. Um, you know, he's based out of South Carolina. Are you still in South Carolina, Ben? Yes, sir. Columbia SC. I oh, love it. Love it, man. And um, like we said before, finding success in entrepreneurship and real estate, um, he had his fair share of setbacks. So we're going to be talking about that today. And Ben, welcome to the show, dude. Just give us uh, the audience a little rundown about who you are and what got you up to this point in time. Let's go back. Like who has been 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Who is that guy? Sure. So, man, that's going deep. <laughs> Rewinding 15 years from now, Ben was a, a young lost kid, didn't have much direction or vision for life. Um, he was comfortable wearing his party hat, you know, and he, uh, he put a, a mask on to, you know, kind of hide his lack of confidence, you know, and where he was going. I was caught up in the, you know, party scene. I was a DJ back in the day. So I play at nightclubs, dance parties, you know, different events and obviously sold drugs, did drugs, just was not a, a supportive environment. Um, ended up falling into, you know, as part of the addiction, I fell into, you know, doing stupid stuff. And I picked up a pretty serious case at the age of 22 and I spent five half years in prison, which long story short, that in itself was one of the best things that ever happened to me. That's where God got a hold of my heart and transformed my life from the inside out. So that, you know, that time sitting away really opened up, you know, my mind and my heart to be able to, to think a little bit more clearly, right. And to really find my purpose. Right. And I don't think our purpose is necessarily something that is just, you know, handed over and given to us. I think it's a everyday phase of learning to, you know, die to yourself and really dive in deep, allow God to pull out the broken pieces inside of you and get you aligned with, you know, your skill set, your calling, Love it, man. your, you know, the tools that you have to add. So anyways, going into prison, man, God radically transformed my life. And I got, got released from prison in 2014. I had no idea exactly what I was going to do. I just know I had to work twice as hard as the person next to me, mm. right? Yep. I wouldn't be able to go to college and get a degree just to present it to a corporate employer. I realized that if I wanted to build something sustainable, I had to build it myself, right? So stumbled into entrepreneurship. I would say I wasn't necessarily looking for it. It kind of found me and I failed my way forward and it, in simplest form, man, I just took massive imperfect action, fell in love with the growth process and made mistakes quickly that allowed me to pivot and really build some momentum on top of that. Love it. Hey, just to give you all a little context, 2014 wasn't that long ago. That was what, just seven years ago. And you're like, oh, seven years. Yeah, that's a long time. That is not a long time for someone to do what Ben has done in that short amount of time. That is a testimony there. That you can do anything you set your mind to. And so 
I want to kind of jump in, Ben, like your story just blowing my mind already. I love your heart, man. Just love hearing it pour out from you, from your mouth. Um, you know, but just let's talk about this, this scene. You said in prison, your life was transformed. Now I'm sure going into prison, you were probably a lot of hate in your heart, a lot of, uh, probably just feelings of discontent, but what you, what would you say was the biggest thing you pulled out of that prison experience? True. That's a great question. I would say learning to listen to my intuition, right? Learning to drown out the voices of doubt, the voices of fear, right? All the voices in the crowd that are trying to feed you these different angles or, or I'll call them lies, right? But no one's going to have a true vision of yourself but you, right? So it really gave me some quiet solace time just to sit back and really dive in man, and, and learn to trust that instinct. Right. Um, it's almost like, you know, really just digging, getting deep under that foundation, being at a place where you're so, you know, broken, but available to grow, right. Open mm -hmm. moldable. I think it's in the broken seasons in our life that it allows God to really pick up the pieces and, and craft that, that masterpiece. Love it, man. Love it, dude. This is, this is getting deep. So you, you go to prison, you know, you have this life-changing experience. God kind of takes your heart and moves it. You get out of prison, man. What, what's, what's next? Like, how did you find out about real estate? <laughs> like, was it just like something you were reading on while you were, you know, had this downtime, something you knew about before you were in that prison cell or what'd that look like? Sure. So the, the defining factor was when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. Mm -hmm. Robert Kiyosaki, I think that's a turning point for a lot of investors, a lot of entrepreneurs. When I first got out of prison, I was waiting tables, we waited tables at a small seafood restaurant in downtown Columbia. I was there for probably about two years, two and a half years. I worked relentlessly, right? I was working almost every single day, just working, saving, working, saving. I know if I was going to be at work, I wouldn't be out spending money or, you know, anything else. And I knew that I had to really put that foundation in place if I was going to go somewhere. Um, and just, you know, started reading, started trying to discover myself and different fields I could get into. And when I picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, man, I caught the vision. I made the choice that real estate was going to be the vehicle that I was going to build wealth on. I didn't know exactly how I would get into it, but that was that moment when I finished that book and I closed those pages that's when that journey started. I love it, man. I love it. I feel like there's a common theme with us, man. I was a server for a while, so I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. A lot of people, if you haven't, if you're watching this right now on Facebook, because we are live on Facebook, or if you're listening to this via podcast, go pick up Rich Dad, Poor Dad if you haven't read that yet. It is, like Ben said, a, a book that has helped change the mindset of a lot of investors. So go pick it up. It's relatively cheap, and it's going to open your mind to a new perspective on life, business, and, um, you know, investing itself. So, um, that's cool, man. And so you read this book. And so what's next? You read it. You're like, okay, this, obviously what I'm doing now, what I've been doing is not the way to go. I'm going to go into real estate. And so how did you start? Was it something like, cause I'm sure you, like you said, you didn't have much money. You were working, you were probably saving all you could, but what did you start with wholesaling? Did you start with flipping houses, renting? What'd that look like as far as just jumping in fresh, not knowing anything sure. about it. Yeah. So the first investment that I made, so I, st I stacked up some money serving, right? Cause I was working my tail off and I was just saving money. 
So I actually bought my first house, first investment property cash. It was through auction.com. There was this old school investor that in my early stages kind of took me under his wing. Um, and he's the one that's like, this looks like a great deal. Step into it, you know, see, see what you can do, right? Try to turn it over. House was out of state, right? It was highly distressed. Um, it was in Northern Indiana where super cold winters, right? Pipes freeze in the wintertime and bust and this house was vacant for a long time. So looking back on that now, there was a lot of risk involved, right? Not a whole lot of due diligence because anyone who's bought an auction property probably knows in many cases, you can't go inside and inspect it, right? right. It's kind of like a sight unseen type of deal. Um, <laughs> so I did it, right? Fast forward that, um, I held it for about eight months, ended up having to hire a real estate agent out there. I didn't really have the systems or the team to really get in and rehab it. So the goal was just to kind of sell it as is, right? You could tell it was below market, but I didn't understand the margins or the process or anything like that. Anyways, end of that transaction, eight months, I ended up selling it. I made about four grand. But in that process, you know, it stretched me beyond myself. Mm. It made me uncomfortable. It also made me realize that, yes, to be a successful entre entrepreneur, you need to be comfortable with risk. But at the same token, you have to take calculated risk, right? You can't just jump in with a blindfold, not know your numbers and just hope because the house looks like it's undervalued, you're going to make money, right? That's the quickest way to fail. Right. So... In that season, in that same eight months, that's where I started attending some meetup groups, right? Some local RIAs, real estate investor associations, started networking with these different investors. And that's really what, where I caught wind of wholesaling, right? Wholesaling in its simplest form is the art of finding undervalued properties, right? Putting them under contract at a discount and selling that property or that contract for a fee to a cash right. buyer. Right. You're not actually assuming the risk, not actually taking it down and purchasing it. Right. You can kind of sell your position in it for people that don't exactly know what wholesaling is. Um, but man, like there were so many people that quote unquote called themselves wholesalers. Right. I'm a real estate wholesaler. And so I'm like, you know what? There's got to be something to this. These guys are pulling out five, 10, $15,000 spreads not having to go through this stress and anguish, you know, like I just did with this investment property. So obviously I took a couple investors out to lunch, you know, tried to pick their brains, bring whatever value I could to the table. And like I said, early in the interview, I just, I failed my way forward. You know, how can I get into this? What do I need to do to market and talk to a motivated seller? And I just learned the process lunch and, and, figured out how to duplicate that as many times as possible. No, I love it. And there's so many things I'm pulling from this and I know our audience is as well. Um, first, just a testament. If you have been through something like Ben, if you're listening to this, you've been to prison, maybe you've, you know, done drugs, you, you know, you've been addicted to whatever it is. Listen, you can buy your first property because there's such, such a stigma that once you go through something like that, who, who's going to let me buy a house, right? Who's going to let me do this? And so when he bought his first property right after getting out of prison, it took maybe took a couple years, but he did it. And the second thing I want to say is, dude, can, I want to like give applause to you for actually going out there and seeking a mentor because obviously you probably knew that 
you needed some help and you needed some advice. So a lot of you guys listening right now, take heed to what he's saying, because I see this common denominator here, been connected with a mentor to buy his first house, right? Then he wanted to learn more about wholesaling. He reached out to other investors and other wholesalers to pick their brains. So he's constantly moving forward and figuring out a way to make things work. And he's not sitting back and waiting for life to bring it to him. So dude, that's, that's just good. something like I was seeing is you just, you're going out there, you're talking to the investors, you're talking to the mentors, you're doing this, you're making those moves and making those um, movements forward. Even if you failed a little bit, or even if you stumbled, you're out there still making an effort. So I think most of the people watching right now is they don't make that effort. They're waiting for the deals to come to them. And they're waiting for the progress to come to them when it's not like that. You have to go out there and put forth that effort yourself. So, um, dude, I love it, man. So this wholesaling gig, you got in, you sat down with these investors. Was it just something like, boom, you start getting wholesale deals left and right? Or what, <laughs> what was that learning curve like? I was not that overnight success story, dude. I hear a lot of these investors, ah, 15 days into it, I pulled my first contract, this, this, and that. Dude, that was not my story. It took me a good six months to really dive in. I think on the sixth month is where I got my first deal, first contract. I was stoked. It was a five, $5,000 house. It was in the hood, right? I thought I was sitting on a, a gold mine. I'm like, I'm going to make a big, big old spread on this one. And I think I, pu I pu pulled $10,000 on the first deal. But man, I just, every single day I would wake up, I'd post on Craigslist, I'd study, do some new education. And I would say the biggest, so this is for someone that's new, that's starting out, really trying to identify their, their place in the whole wholesaling realm become an expert at one thing mm. right biggest mistake that i made and i might be jumping ahead into a question that you could have no, later on that. but um become an expert at that one thing because if you're trying to overload your plate and try all these new marketing techniques ringless voicemail direct mail cold calling pay per click you're going to suffer from analysis paralysis right bottom line Bottom line, there's a there's an old John Maxwell saying, right? He's he's talking about the lion trainer. When he steps into a lion's den, he's got a sidearm at his hip, right? But the most valuable tool that he has when he steps into the lion's den is a, a stool, a four-legged stool. Why? Because if the lion was to attack him or, or come at him, he thrust that stool at the lion, turning it around, the lion tries to focus on all four legs at once, right? And it paralyzes it. Literally, the lion becomes paralyzed because it can't focus on all four things at once. Our vision, real estate, marketing, it's all the same thing, right? Have a laser sharp focus and focus on doing that one thing great. After you've mastered it, you can create a system, hand it off to a virtual assistant. But until you master that craft, learn to have that laser sharp focus. And that, in my opinion, is going to be the quickest fast track to success. Mm, I love it, man. There's power in those words. Focus on one thing. Yeah. And it's so true because there's so many trainings. There's so many uh, YouTube channels. There's Clubhouse now. There's You can go on there and people are talking about, oh, well, in this market, I'm doing bandit signs. Next market, I'm doing text messaging, right? So obviously when you're first starting out, you don't have all the money in the world. You probably don't have all the time in the world because you're working like for you, you're probably working as a server. Um, some other people in here may be working a full-time job. So find one, like he, Ben was saying, find one that works for you. And, you know, it may be different for everybody. I'm, Ben's not yeah. going to say, hey, start out cold calling um, when you work 
20 hours a day, right? Or 18 hours a day. Like that's not going to work. Right. So you got to find something that works for you. Um, yeah, I love those words, man. So this first deal you got was in the hood. You made 10 grand. Did you just like spend that money or did you pour all that back into marketing? Put it back into marketing. It wasn't quite as strategic with the marketing, meaning, you know, delegating this much to this, this much to that. Once you've, I guess I'm jumping ahead. It, all the money went straight into the business, right? But I'll call it shotgun marketing because this is the same season when I was trying to eat an elephant all in one piece, right? And I just started doing all these different things and I didn't build as much momentum in the early stages of my venture because of that, right? Because I was not as focused. Um, going back now, right? And as we approach our business and our marketing now, it's very strategic, right? Like we set aside 10% for God, 10% goes straight back into marketing, right? Obviously acquisitions managers get paid, dispositions gets paid. Um, but really figuring out your KPIs, right? Your key point indicators and what's, what's working. So I guess that's kind of a long-winded answer, but no, early stages, no, no, no. everything, everything was dumped straight back into the business. Yeah. And it may take you guys a little while while you're going out there and you're trying to find what marketing works for you. It may take a little bit. So don't think like, Hey, it's going to be something you figure out automatically, right? Because you're going to have to, you know, experiment a little bit and see what works for your market, what works for your time, your your resources that you have. So, um, but once you do find something that works, hone in on. Like for me, man, then I flip houses here in Kentucky, and a very small town, like thirty to forty thousand people. And you know what works what really well for me? Facebook marketing. Like I just I I put ads in these Facebook groups, yard sale groups. Like, hey, yeah. we want to buy your house. And I get like, I'm full, like I'm flipping three properties right now. We're just kind of like sitting on that. And I just use that for my marketing and it works. So like, that's incredible, you know, yeah. so you got to find what works for you. But so I, I'm very interested, man, like from there to now, what, what's one thing you learned? So here there's two part question. What's one thing you've learned from when you started to where you are now? And then let's go into what your operation looks like now, and you know, kind of what you're doing wholesaling wise and in real estate now? Sure. Big lessons learned. I would say a big lesson is that you, in your journey, regardless of what industry you might be in, right? In this case, real estate, in, in your real estate journey, there's no super get rich quick scheme, right? You do have people that talk about, you know, get rich overnight, but if you're going to assume the position of an entrepreneur, of a real estate investor, you have to fall in love with the process. Mm -hmm. If you don't, even if you have these quick successes, right, these quick adrenaline hits, you're still going to fall flat on your face and you're going to lose momentum, right? You're going to lose that passion and that fuel. Fall in love with the journey, right? Because we're always trying to reach this final destination. and. I think that we, instead of respecting that process, right, and really adapting as we grow, a lot of us, we just want a microwave success. And that's not something that, that can happen, right? I mean, in this social media is such a powerful tool, but on the same side of that token, um, it's a distraction, right? And constantly looking into other people's lives and seeing these Hallmark, Hallmark moments, these quick reels, right? 
And it automatically starts this comparison game where you're like, oh man, they're 10 steps ahead of me or I'll never get there. What if I did this? And it's hard to stay inside of your own lane when you're constantly focusing on other people's, right? So fall in love with your personal journey and trust that process, right? If you do those two things, you just start to success compounds, right? It's like climbing a ladder one rung at a time. Eventually you're going to reach the top, right? But if you're just trying to jump to the top, even when you get there, you're going to be miserable because it's never enough. I've right. been there, right? Yeah, definitely, man. Well, I love that. And here's a little tip for you all, especially when you're just starting out in real estate. Or I encourage this for everybody. Take some time off social media, right? Right now, our lives are really focused around this um, Facebook, Instagram, everything. But when you're growing your business, I think it's important that we prioritize our time. And um, I've, I've even had to do this myself at times. Like, hey, like I'm not scrolling through Facebook today or I'm not scrolling through Instagram today. I've had several other, one of my friends, like once they did that and they were just like, hey, no Facebook, right? Just if somebody messaged me, I messaged her, cool. Don't be afraid to do that because you're going to see that your focus, like he was talking about just about three or four minutes ago, your focus is going to become a lot more stronger. You're going to be able to do a lot more of those things. So thank you for sharing that, man. But I just want to throw in that extra tip. Don't be afraid to step off and disconnect a little bit. Um, well, you think it's disconnecting what actually will help you. So um, 100%. Yeah. And I love that, man. So dude, what's your operation look like now? And so are you only wholesaling or do you flip as well? What's that kind of look like for you? We do a little bit of everything, man. Um, the primary focus is lead generation, right? Understanding, even as a wholesaler, you need to be able to position yourself as a real estate investor, mm -hmm. right? Or we'll call it a deal practitioner because you're stacking your pipeline, right? Lead generation, becoming an expert at marketing to motivated sellers. If you can become an expert at marketing to motivated sellers, you'll never be hungry again, right? But consider every lead that comes into the pipeline, right? It's, that's the lifeblood of your business, right? If you're just starting out, focus on wholesaling, that's your one thing, right? But now that we have an established practice in place, now that we have a team of acquisitions managers, a lot of moving parts, Every, every lead and deal that comes through, we can say, okay, does this work for a good quick wholesale deal? Does it work for a fix and flip? Could it possibly be structured as an owner finance to build some passive cash flow? right? A lot of moving parts. Um, no, I find, that's the, I find that's the common theme for a lot of investors once they grow. They find yeah. success in one area, but then they do exactly what you're saying. That's what we're doing now. And I know my good friend, Austin Rutherford is doing that. Um, I don't know if you know Austin, but they do the same yeah, yeah. thing. You know, a, a deal comes in and then you get to decide what you do with it. That's that's yes. a cool thing about having multiple tools in your tool belt in this real estate game is knowing how to do all things. Because yes, you can be a, um, you know, a specialist in wholesaling, but imagine if a deal came through and you were able to capitalize and make two or three times more by flipping it yourself, right? So yeah. um, I love that, man. I, I love that kind of mindset and kind of framework that you have in your business. That's cool. Yeah. And as far as the operation itself, so we actually just finished rehabbing our new office building downtown Columbia. It's about just over 1,400 square foot. Nice. Half of the building is basically designated to the creative space. We have it set up as a, a media and production studio. You can see I'm sitting in the podcast room behind me where we've got the sound room, got our full-time videographer who walks around and ca captures the content. Um, 
really starting to pivot onto more of an education and coaching type of deal, right? Um, but the other side, we have the conference room and we have a couple offices where our acquisitions team can just go off and plug away and, and close deals, right? As far as the positioning, um, you know, I visionary, and then I have my ac acquisitions managers that's been with me for two years is stepping into more of an integrator seat. So he's still closing deals, but now he's in a position where I can start reining off op like ideas and opportunities to mm -hmm. him. And he takes those visions and transla translates them into reality, right? So that's, that's Trey. And then I have a second acquisitions manager who I'm really trying to bring up, train and equip. So these guys are just closers, right? Tons of deals coming through, they're closing. And then simultaneously Trey's building these virtual teams because I, I think we had a conversation about this. We're closing deals in a lot of virtual markets. Mm. I mean, my top markets are not even in the state that I live in right now, right? Like Little Rock, Arkansas, and Jackson, Mississippi are quickly becoming some of our bigger markets. Um, but man, you know, two acquisitions guys, got a couple of VAs, several cold callers in the process of trying to fill a dispositions and a transaction coordination role. But a lot of moving parts, man. Sometimes like halfway through the day, my brain's just like spinning and spinning that sometimes keeping up, man, and learning how to maintain the, the, the quiet and the calmness in the midst of the chaos. I would say at this stage in my journey and the, the life cycle of, of our organization, um, just really finding that focus has been, has been a big, big focal point for me. So what do you do to find that focus? Meditation, bro. Meditation is key. I'm sure you're, you know, you have your mindset routines, but morning routines, I cannot press this enough. Morning routines, in my case, they're sacred, right? That's setting the tone for the entire day. This is the, the stillest and the most quiet time in, in your entire day that you can really just sit back, get your gratitude, get your prayer, reading, writing, meditation whatever practices you might have, right? I would encourage you to pick up at least three of those practices and then also exercise, right? Taking care of your body because your body is your temple. You can work relentlessly for the next 10 years, but if you're not taking care of yourself, who's sure. going to be there to carry on the vision of your team, of your family, your organization, if you're not taking care of you, right? So just really finding that healthy balance, right? And, but Meditation, dude, is, is a powerful, powerful tool. No, man, I love it. And so that's actually something I need to hone in more. I got the exercise part down, you know, but that morning routine, man, I, some nights I'll stay up super late, you know, and then, you know, yeah. sleep in a little bit. Some days I'll, you know, wake up early. So actually, that's something that I actually had to go for in 2021 is like, hey, let's focus on this part of my life. So, dude, I love hearing how you're doing that right now. And, you know, that's a good way that you're staying zoomed in, focused. Um, because, yeah, as you're growing, man, I, can, I understand it's like you're everywhere. You're being pulled directions. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. But it's cool because you position yourself with people on your team who, one, they're starting to become leaders. You already say that, right, Trey? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, you sound like he's a growing um, stem of your team, right? He's, he's somebody that's going to be there to help take that um, to the next level. So, you know, if you're out there growing your team, don't be afraid to invest in the people um, that are right next to you because they, listen, investing in them, like money, time, your energy, that's only going to help you in the long run. 
So don't be afraid to do that. Cause like a lot of us are like, Oh, well, I don't want so-and-so on my team to pass me up. What do you mean pass you up? Right? Yeah. Like they're going to, they're only going to help you in this journey. Don't be afraid to pour that in. And the more you do that and the more that they see that um, you care and that you want them to grow, that you want them to become better, dude, that's when your business is going to skyrocket. So um, like for us, you know, just even at our, we have a fitness facility we own and operate and it's just like, you know, I can see the rewards when I do that, when I pour into them and say, Hey, how can I help you? Or, Hey, what do we need to do to get to that next level? And they, they love it and they get passionate with us and it only helps us grow further. So, um, good. yeah, man, but man, this is an amazing conversation, but dude, just, just let me know this. Did you ever imagine yourself doing what you're doing now? Never. I would have <laughs> never seen myself sitting in this seat, bro. If you asked me five years ago, I would have told you you're crazy. Crazy, man. So when you were sitting yeah. in that prison cell, somebody said, hey, you're going to you know, be a real estate mogul doing deals all across the country. What would you, you, that would have been your thought is no way. I don't think at that season of my life, my mind could have comprehended it, right? Because in that mm -hmm. season, I was given enough knowledge and enough sustainability to you know, be in that position. To be honest, bro, as as inspired as I was before stepping outside of those prison doors, I didn't, I didn't have the belief that I would do something really great. As crazy as that sounds, right? right. Um, I thought that there may be a struggle to find a good job, right? To make a consistent living. There was a lot of doubts in my mind, right? I had a lot of, a lot of grace and a lot of favor on my side. Right. And I was super pumped up, super motivated and focused on where I wanted to go. But there, you know, just like, I guess, understanding that each and every one of us has self-doubt. Mm. Right. But the key to overcoming that, right, is getting your morning routine in place. Right. Getting in the word, learning to listen to that voice of faith. Right. The voice of favor that's telling you that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Right. Because we both have, we all have two voices, two voices talking to us, ringing in our ears every single day, right? Are you going to listen to the voice of doubt, or are you going to listen to the voice of faith? Mm, I love it, man. No, we had actually somebody reached out to me just the other day, and they said, "Hey," through a message on Facebook, they're like, "Hey, do you ever just feel like what you're doing in the world isn't making a difference?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then I tell that voice in my head, I tell the devil to shut up because they're lying, yeah. right? So, yep. dude, it's. It's so powerful. And I like what you said. You said at the time when you were in that prison cell, you didn't have the capacity in your mind to even fathom what, you know, what, what would come, right? You just weren't, it just wasn't like that. So at times just realize that God has so much for, for you right now. You can't even comprehend it, right? You're not even ready for all that he has, but it takes you starting where you're at now, taking it seriously and growing daily. Because if Ben didn't step out of those prison doors and start growing and bettering himself, I promise you, he wouldn't be where he's at today. If he didn't take himself serious, he would probably still be in the same position he was waiting on tables. But he decided to take himself seriously and take his calling to the next level. So, dude, I love it, man. I love it. But, dude, we could talk all day about this. And I don't want to waste your time. I know you're a busy guy. You're out there crushing it. But, dude, one last, one last thing before we, we end this and, you know, before we wrap this up, you know, just for your sake. Um, you know, tell everybody a little bit, you know, what's the future vision for your company? What do you hope comes out over the next 10, 15 years? What do you see Ben doing 
that's going to change the world. Sure. Great question, bro. Well, we're beginning to pivot now that we have this facility, right? Little media production studio. Um, we're beginning to pivot more into a coaching education type of space. And I always told myself I would never be a coach, right? I'm like, well, man, you know, to be, have to hold someone's hand and walk through, you know, the deal facilitation process. But man, as, as I grow, the desire to give back more grows with that. So fast forward 10 years, um, I want to multiply more leaders. I want to multiply more high level real estate investors. I want to invest in people so that they can find that inner voice and become the best version of themselves. Um, there was an article that just came out on, on New York finance where, uh, some PR lady reached out. She's like, Hey, I'm you know looking to put together a list of top 15 entrepreneurs, right? And put me on this list with like Grant Cardone and, and Ty Lopez and stuff, which super awesome. honor. Right. But we're t talking in that. And it really kind of brought something from inside of myself, right. About that future vision. And it really translates to empowering more people, man, mm. you know, giving them the tools and the mindset that they need to succeed in their life. Right. Obviously a focus on real estate investors, but in the bigger picture, just empowering entrepreneurs with the tools that they need to win. Mm. So, um, I see some seminars in that vision. Um, I see a big, you know, education opportunity. We call it like an inner circle, right? Where we can bring people into the fold, weekly coaching calls, Q and A's, and just empowering them to become, to become, become high producing real estate investors. Love it guys. Listen, if you are listening or watching this right now, go follow Ben. Ben, where can they find you at? Because obviously I know you're going to do big things, man. You're going to go out there and empower so many people. And I know for a fact, we're going to do some work together, man. We have to do yeah. some work together. Um, we got some real estate events coming out that I think would be great to partner on. So let's keep, you know, let's keep in touch there, but where can people follow you and find more information about what you're doing right now in the real estate space? Sure. So Ben Lovro on all channels, very simple first and last name. Um, do a lot of stuff on IG, Facebook, got a YouTube channel or check out benlovero.com. Yeah, definitely. Go check out Instagram. Like that's my favorite place to follow Ben at because the content he drops on there is so fire. And so just make sure you guys are following him there, man. He's a, this dude is so humble. Yeah. We had Miss Clark says, I have to go back and watch the beginning because this man is so humble. Yeah. Listen, he, this dude, he's, he's a go-getter, but he's so humble. And that's what I love about him, man. Just um, man, let's, let's just do this again sometime, man. I'd love here in the oh, next year or two to hop on again and talk a little bit more what's happened since then, but you guys go follow Ben, you know where to do it. And uh, Ben, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I really appreciate your heart and appreciate your uh, vision that you're sharing with everybody, but absolutely um, bro. Yeah. And if next you ever step, need we got to close a deal in Kentucky. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Reach out. But Hey guys, if you like today's podcast episode, just know that we do this every single week. We drop it on the Real Estate Success Strategies podcast. You can click the subscribe button if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Just click that subscribe button and leave us a review. Just let us know that you like these. And you're like, oh, what? A review? Like, how does that even help? Listen, reviews help me so much. One, it helps me stay motivated, stay encouraged, but it also helps us reach more real estate investors around the world. So help us do that. And then also just want to let you know, this week, we are dropping registration for the first flip challenge. 
So if you are interested in getting your first flip done in 2021, we're going to show you exactly how to do that um, right here on Facebook Live. And so we're dropping a five-day challenge for you called the First Flip Challenge. So just be watching my Facebook, Instagram as we drop that um, information for you all. But until next time, Ben, have a great day, brother. We appreciate you. And we'll see you very soon. God bless you guys.